and welcome to Don't Die Before You're Dead. I am Mary McCartney, your host, and this is the place where we talk about all things related to living the life we are meant to live. And today I have a fabulous guest. My guest comes from Sarnia, Ontario. For those of you who aren't too sure where Ontario, uh, where Sarnia is, it's um, the southwest part of Ontario, I believe. I'm sure she'll correct me if I'm wrong. Anyway, my guest today has had a long career in real estate. She's a realtor of 32 years, won quite a lot of awards, and has been very active in serving her community. And also, one thing that I really like and admire, as anybody listening has heard, that she's a volunteer and she's out helping people with causes. So I'd like to welcome Debbie Payne from Sarnia to my show today. And Sarnia uh, is lucky to have you, Deb. When I look at uh, your posts and I see the positivity that you spread and what things that you post. Um, you're spreading a lot of cheer down there in spite of some of the things that you've been through as of late. So welcome and thank you for taking the time to come on the show. Oh, thank you so much, Mary. It's a real pleasure. It's um, It's been a long journey for you as of late. I mentioned the 32 years in real estate. And some people would say, wow, that's that's really quite something. A lot of us don't spend that many years in perhaps one career. I know you're passionate about it, right? You love working with people. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You? Yes, it's a people business. Absolutely. Yeah. More, about, more about people relationships than actually selling houses. Well, you're serving the people. You're not just you're not just buying and selling it. You're actually working with people, and that, hence the volunteering. But your last few years have probably seemed longer than those years in real estate, considering what you've been through. So uh, you had quite the setback. Now, if I remember correctly, it was what about three years ago? That's correct, Mary. Yes. And tell us, uh, tell us, what, like what uh, what kind of sidelined you there oh. during that time? Well, um, you know, as we all know, life is, is as much as we like it to be planned out mm-hmm. and much of us like to know what's ahead of us. Uh, sometimes in life, things just happen uh, that, are, that you have no control over. And I was uh, out visiting my niece out in San Francisco uh, three years ago, July, and really Decided to go. I've been down there several times before. Oh, Napa Valley's only an hour away. She had booked the very next day that I arrived there to go to Napa Valley, and she would be taking out her little baby girl that was six weeks old at that time. Mm. Um, as we went out to Napa Valley, a beautiful day and sun was shining. We got to the first vineyard and had a uh, good-looking young man uh, come over and you know bring us. The, the aperitifs and the different wines that we were scheduled to have. And mm. I mean, what couldn't be better, right, Mary? I mean, right. You know, you're, you're looking overlooking a vineyard. You're having a, some beautiful wine and, and with your beautiful family. Right. Life, life is good, eh? Mm-hmm. So the next, uh, next vineyard we were booked for, uh, we were on our way. And uh, for those who haven't been to Napa Valley yet, um, it's not major highways in that area, obviously. It's more side roads you know so you're looking at maybe you're not really supposed to go past 60 miles 70 miles you know it's it's Uh fairly Uh resident like not residential but rural Uh anyways we were on our way to the second vineyard and um unfortunately a uh, black car uh i guess i found out later uh didn't yield 
and came full speed and hit us right in oh, front wow. of where I was sitting. So uh, needless to say, Mary, it um, I've never been in a car accident before. Um, definitely, I guess, you know, it's all or nothing sometimes in life. Uh, the car, uh, it was a big SUV. It, it, uh, the airbags deployed. Um, uh, we got for a out first of- <laughs> it, for a first, it was a pretty major one. Yes. Yes, it was. It was, you know, uh, it, it, again, we all go through things in life and, mm-hmm. um, some things stay etched in your mind more oh, than others. Sure. And, and definitely trauma. Whenever any, you know, what any of us goes through trauma, but no, no, that was, uh, an experience for sure. I, uh, ended up having, they called the ambulance, um, took me by ambulance to the Napa Valley hospital there. Um, and, uh, they, at that time, they, you know, they, they, they're, they don't know what they're looking for, right. They're doing mm-hmm. a body scan. They're looking right. for internal bleeding, uh, bones broken. I wasn't scraped or scratched up or anything, but I was in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. Now, um, they assumed because, you know, for the tests that they ran that I was just really banged up and that, you know, I would heal over some time. So uh, I five, six days stayed in San Francisco only because I could hardly walk. Um, The doctor offered to write me a note to get on a plane back home, uh, Canada here, Ontario. Uh, But I knew I couldn't do the six and a half hour flight. I I didn't the way I could sit that long. Okay, so long story short, I got home. Um, by then I could, you know, walk a little bit, still really in pain, but I thought, okay, this is going to take a few months. You know, it is what it is. I went to the doctors. Um, she just gave me something for, for pain for the first few weeks. And then, um, a few months after that, Mary, I decided that, you know what, I wasn't, um, fully recovered by any means, but I had already started physio. I had, I, you know, I, I, uh, chiropractor to get laser yes. treatment for my neck because I got bad whiplash. Pain still is bad. Uh, the pain, the pain was not as bad, but it, you know, what do you do, right? Life happens. You just got to hope it as time what goes an on. Attitude. What an attitude. <laughs> yeah. Thank Thanks, Mary. Well, once again, you know what? We all, as we age, we all know that. I mean, I uh, wish I could We don't tell like you. that word. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could tell you that we're all, uh, uh, mentally, we're very young at heart. Our of bodies course, are of course. But the body, but you took a major jarring there. So it was taking months and you were still oh. not moving down the recovery road too well. No, no. But you know what? Mindset, I believe, is everything. Uh, mm-hmm. I really wanted to get back to my business. Yes. Uh, you know, I have an established business. I have been doing it, as you said, for over 30 years. Um, you know, yes, we all need to make money financially, but it was all also about wanting to be there for clients. So, you know, you mm-hmm. build up relationships with people and you just, you know, you don't want to just disappear for six months. So I went back Things were not bad. I was still doing physio every other week, doing all what I could to make myself feel better. And uh, last year, so we're talking now eight months to a year after the accident, uh, maybe a bit longer, but last year uh, in the spring, I started having more pain, just just ever so slightly. And I um, I chose to ignore it because... Oh, Oh, yeah. But only because I thought, you know what, I, that was so traumatic to go through months of that. And, and, and it's like reliving when you're when you're having to deal with injuries that are caused by trauma. One thing I've learned, it, 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 it 
can't help but trigger you mentally that mm. to take you back to that incident, right? It's just, it's the way we're built. Anyways, last uh, spring, went back to the doctors. I, I'm not one to go to the doctors, Mary. Uh, I maybe go once or twice a year for a sinus infection. Like, it takes a lot for me to say, hey, you know what? Something's going on. I, so I, your you doctor know. probably knows that about you and sees you coming back, knows that you're not the whip showing up, but somebody that needs some serious help. Well, that, that she didn't know what was wrong. Uh, she didn't, I think, you know, doctors are a lot more cautious as we know these, these days mm-hmm. because of the drug addiction with opioids and, you know, over the counter painkillers and that mm-hmm. um, she, she's on the side where she doesn't like to give out anything. Mm-hmm. And I get that. And I respect that by all means, but I can tell you just because of, you know, we're continuing on with the story, but I am uh, definitely can tell you 110%. There are incident instances where you need medication to help yes. get you through. Uh, yes. it, it just, it, it really, I've learned that. But anyways, Mary, she had no idea what was going on. Um, I think at that point we just, she was going to monitor things with me. Uh, summer came. Um, I really was getting into a bit of a depression if I was, if I was totally honest with you now that I look back last summer and uh, I didn't have the drive or the energy anymore. Well, I've uh, heard of that. Or, Deb. I've heard of people running. Okay. Into situation oh, okay. where, I mean, pain will whack the energy out of people, just the constant ongoing, no relief. So, you know, I certainly get that. I've heard people say that before. So, okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't, you know, again, I had no idea. I, you know, I really, as much as I was feeling a bit of pain coming back, I really wasn't recognizing what was happening. I think, mm-hmm. I think what I did was I just went into a bit of a, uh, a shell, so to speak. And just, um, you know, actually what I did last summer, to be honest with you, uh, Mary, I, I ended up doing a, um, all summer, uh, a workshop, a book workshop online. Um, oh, I okay. guess I needed, uh, I needed that focus. I needed something to, uh, it always, almost like I was feeling empty. Uh, mm-hmm. like, now that I'm talking more about it, uh, that mm-hmm. part. Anyways, I recognized by the fall, by October now, we're talking October last year, um, I recognized by then that I was in a, a bit of a depression. Um, mm-hmm. Not in a depression that I didn't feel like getting out of bed or I didn't want to get dressed. It wasn't that severe. However, I didn't have my mojo, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, that that I... I you are a mojo gal. You're a mojo gal. I'm a mojo so, gal. That's right. Yeah, too, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what? So what happened was finally I I recognized in October because the pain was getting worse and I I had to step away from my business yet again. So I just got going on um, probably the year before. Like I came back to my business had the best year I've ever had in thirty years. Okay. Like oh. it's I, it's really ironic how life works. Okay. Oh, it was yes. almost like little angel or God said. Okay, here's here's the thing. You're gonna go through something traumatic and, and it's painful, and you gotta have a bit of a sense of humor. But here's what I'm gonna do. I'm yes. gonna help support you financially for the next year. Yes. So that was wonderful. I, I was very appreciative of that. Because when you take, yeah, when you take away Yeah, when you take away time from your business, as you know, Mary, yeah, after a few months or whatever, it's it feels like you're starting over again. It feels mm-hmm. like you're having get that wheel going again. Yep, for sure. Um, but at that point last fall, I recognized, came to terms, I was in a, a, a bit of a depressed state. 
I wasn't, I was feeling more pain. It was all coming back. Um, I needed help. So I went back to the doctors, uh, did out the questionnaire of, you know, are you depressed? I, I didn't even know that that existed. But nevertheless, again, you have to have, I never thought in a million years, I would be sitting in my doctor's office, one who very seldom goes to the doctors, mm-hmm. uh, and laying out how depressed are you and why. Um, but again, you have to look at life as, you know what, you just got to do what you got to do. It's fortunate that you did that, though, because there are a lot of people who would not do that and just spiral further down. But the fact that you're able to recognize that you weren't uh, you weren't living the life that you had been used to or that had created for yourself. um, It takes a lot to to take that first step and to to go looking for that help. So kudos to you. Um, That would be a great encouragement for anybody listening that, you know, do you wish you'd done earlier or was that about when you, you kind of had, you know, you knew you needed to go? Do you, do you wish you'd done I sooner? think, I, th- I think honestly, Marion, I, you know, again, because I've gone through it now, I, I yeah. can honestly say that it's such a personal, uh, I had a s- sister uh, that struggled with mental illness all most of her life. And so I understood mental illness very well um, and depression and all that. And as much as I thought that I had understood it very, very well and that I wasn't prejudiced to it, mm-hmm. I recognized that, wait a minute, as I was filling out that, you know, the questionnaire that, wait, I, yeah, no, I, I was still prejudiced. Like, what, mm-hmm. you know, like, I, you know, oh my God, I need help. I, I'm depressed. But I, it was, a, a, again, an aha moment that, you know what, we're all human. We yeah. all need help sometime. For I sure. was dealing with ongoing pain. I, it was to the point I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I was getting to the point where it was, well, let's be honest, affecting my life, affecting yes. my quality of my life, affecting my business. I had to step away, go on medical leave again. And um, at that point, I was, I was uh, put on deloxetin, it's called. And I, I guess... Again, she, well, she never, she, we still don't know that what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll just forward wine. So I went on to uh, 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 antidepressant and it's got some other factors in it to help with, um, I think, Feldner, like, like, um, sweat, like joint issues and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I, w- I went on that, Mary, and then um, it, it come end of November, December, uh, it was to the point where I, I, um, I needed pain like I I could that the, this over the counter stuff wasn't working anymore. Yeah. Uh, not that it had been that much, but it was you know taken off the edge, so to speak. I guess. Right. So um, I said to my I, I phoned. It was uh, two weeks before Christmas. This is in December now, and I went. I phoned and begged to get in to see my doctor, and because uh, I was in so much, I could hardly take my clothes off. My I couldn't put like it, I I'd never. It was almost worse than what I felt like after the accident that I was oh, in. I know that's hard to believe two, extreme. Two, two years later, but, yes, but you know what? I learned again, if anybody's listening out there, that if you ever in a car accident, if you know of somebody that's in a car accident, please tell them or yourself to take the measures of getting checked out. Because finally, I got an MRI done. Uh, after Christmas, like I, I was told I had a tennis elbow <laughs> and at Christmas time, like I honestly, I thought I was losing my mind. Like I thought, okay, this, like, I couldn't believe the pain I was experiencing. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, you're frustrated because you just don't know what's going on. It's getting worse. And there doesn't seem to be any relief. Right. And right? probably I was doing physical. I was doing yeah. 
What's were you that? thinking that you were you thinking that you know this might be life as you know it going forward that you didn't see any relief on the horizon um i was i was uh, quite concerned as my husband was uh, mm-hmm. and my son i have a son an adult son young adult like he's 23 he was he's still living at home going to college and all that and i feel looking back really bad that they had to see me in the state that i, I had gotten into I, I just, I, I felt like I just became a shell of who I was simply because like you, like you already mentioned, Mary, when you live with ongoing pain and God bless you, you, the people out there that are living in circumstances that there's no fix, there's no mm-hmm. cure and you're in constant pain. Uh, God bless you because I have gone through it now uh, for almost three years. Well, I will continue the story with Mary, but I do know what it feels like. I, my, yeah. I, you know, kudos to you because there's nothing. You're right, Mary, when you said it depletes your energy, it depletes your um, enthusiasm uh, for, for life. It, it really does take away the living of mm-hmm. your life you are mm-hmm. just existing then that's all yeah. you're doing is existing if you can't get into the right mindset and yeah. you can't get into some kind of health management yeah so um uh you know to continue on um i guess in a nutshell in february finally uh an mri had been ordered for my neck and uh so an appointment was made with the doctor uh, for, you know, a few weeks after, you know, how, how the system works, it takes, you go and then it takes weeks before that you see the yes. doctor, but <laughs> unfortunately, and, yeah, well, yeah. And that's good. And that's a good, probably on a good day. Right. <laughs> so, um, of course I'm waiting patiently, you know, I mean, I've had a protozone shot now in January and boy, I'll tell you, it hurt like hell, but that was the, best. I thought, Oh, I like, I, I thought I was curious. <laughs> they, did one, I did, they did one in my shoulder uh, because we had done an MRI. On my shoulder because I had all kinds of pain up and down my arm. Oh, so they knew and where to go. They, that well, they thought, well, maybe you've got. So I had some rip. I have yeah. rip tendon in that in my shoulder. So we thought maybe that was the culprit of all this, right? right? right. So um, I I was given a cortisone shot, and um, yeah, probably that probably the top five pain I've ever felt in my life. They're not. They're not. Uh, they're not uh, joy. You know, they're they're not I've really that high. They do the like two weeks. I was back to my old self. I had energy. I felt great. I thought, oh my God, thank you so much. I am, I am cured. Well, unfortunately, that wasn't quite the end of the story. I found out uh, when I met with the doctors, the doctor at the doctor's office mid February, um, and the cortisone shot had wore off by then, right? I was back into mm-hmm. feeling. They are limited. Yes, I've heard that. They are. They don't last. Well, mine lasted two weeks. Some some people, it depends on what you're getting it for, and everybody's yeah. different in the body, right? So I uh, it found out in the doctor's office uh, that I the MRI had come back the results, and I had. Uh, two discs uh, that were bent, that that were both bent in halfway into my spinal cord, pushed like pushed into my spinal cord, as well as two discs below them. So we're talking C two, C three, C C four, and five and six. So basically, Mary, <laughs> my whole neck, other than the top part, the last, the bottom two of my discs were crushed, nice. and. Um, I, uh, you know, when she told me I would need spinal surgery, 
I, it's like you're hearing the words um, come out of somebody's mouth, but you you go into a bit of a shock because you actually can't believe that you're hearing what they're telling you. Like, mm-hmm. do, you know, like it, it, it's a big thing to process that you need spinal surgery. I can imagine. So, yeah. So um, I cried, uh, obviously out of relief of finally knowing and also out of probably now I'm scared, you know what, as mm-hmm. to my journey, what lie ahead of uh, for me, right? right. Um, so when I asked the doctor at that time, um, I knew, I knew it was the car accident. You just don't wake up one day and have two discs crushed and two folded into your spinal cord. So I asked her, this was caused by the accident, wasn't it? And she replied, yes, it was. Well, it would take a lot of impact to do something like that, I would think. Yes, that's right. Yeah, you don't just wake up one day and have that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, those issues. So, um, yeah, you know, it's still after three years. It was three years, July 12th, Mary. And um, it's still, it's, well, I guess because I'm, okay, so I'm still healing. Probably that's part of it. So um, uh, we're going to continue on the story. <laughs> and by the way, I wrote a chapter in my book that's now 30 pages just on the story. Yes, uh, I and, I, and I, you know, and I'm sh- trying to share with humor and that because life happens. You have to listen. We all go through stuff. And if you get into that rut or you get into that mindset where, you know what, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to exist. Let, let's yeah. just let's just let whatever is happening whatever anybody goes through we all go through trauma there's another part though here too i mean you're talking there is another part i'm 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 getting you on your seat aren't you you're getting you're talking february right you're just talking (laughs) past february and we all know what's coming in march so we're sitting here thinking this is your state of affairs like three weeks five weeks before this big covid thing hits so here we are knowing your needs moving forward and we know what you what what's coming ahead of you so how do you go from february into this uh so you're right um as surprising as it was if somebody had said to me mary six months ago you are going to need not only spinal surgery cervical spinal surgery but you're gonna need it in the middle of the pandemic I would have laughed and said that I would have said, you're crazy. Uh, That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. So you're right. Uh, February, I was told that was mid February. Then um, what happened at that point was a, um, a referral was sent uh, to have a neurosurgeon look at me. Uh, Mm -hmm. I live in Sarnia. So we don't have neurosurgeons here. So that had to be sent to London, the spine center. Mm-hmm. So uh, the doctors assured me, you know, listen, I'm going to send it off right away. Um, and, um, you know, you, you, you'll be contact shortly. And before I left her office, she shared that um, if I woke up and I didn't have any um, feeling in my legs, like numbness had was starting to set in or whatever, or I lost my bladder control or uh the other that I should go to emergency right away and I would have to be transported uh from Sarnia to London at that point so you know that that was a little scary to hear I mean you know what's that Mary it's hanging over your head 
Well, I mean, there's definitely a, a bit of fear there. Uh, yeah. You know, you don't like to be, you don't like to be leaving your doctor's office. Like, listen, you've been, you've been dealing with this for two and a half years that you don't, yeah. you, you didn't know. Thank right. God I didn't have a bad fall. Thank God I didn't get hit again, or I would have yeah. probably been paralyzed. Right. So anyways, you're right. So I, um, beginning of March, um, I finally, within a couple of weeks, I did get a response. Um, from London, the Spinal Center, and unfortunately, due to um, so many people uh, needing a consultation, etc., uh, the 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 Dear John letter said uh, we'll, we'll be able to look at getting you in for an appointment eighteen months to two years. Wow! Like you didn't have that. <laughs> so I mean, you can imagine uh, we're we're coming up on the pandemic now is starting. Yeah. I'm being told that uh, so sorry. But there's many people that we have to, there's a word for it, uh, mirage. There's a word that they have triage. to go through. Yes, what is it? Thank you. That yeah. they've got it. So you can imagine yeah. how many hundreds or, th- I, I, wow. you know, I'm not saying everybody and their brother needs spinal surgery, but it's a long process, right? Yeah. So it's not that they don't know. They, it's not that they don't want to help me, I think. I think it's, they, there's just so much paperwork involved and so mm-hmm. much to look at. That that's just the way it was. It just that's the life. So um, at that point, now I'm really starting to get a bit fearful because I know I need surgery soon, as yeah. soon as possible. And um, my niece, that's a nurse uh, in San Francisco, had said to me, Debbie, I I looked online. I found a neurosurgeon that used to work in London, Ontario, a, uh, an hour from me, but he's now in Niagara Falls, Buffalo. So he, you know, you pay a consultation fee. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it was around six hundred. But I mean, I had to know. Like, listen, it's not that I don't trust my doctor, but again, you want to hear from somebody that actually uh, works in this field. That, like, I was hoping for an option. If I could yes. be totally honest with well, you, second opinion, right? For sure. But we're all told that's what we need to do. But I mean. We do that with far lesser critical states than, than you were in. So, I mean, uh, I can certainly understand why you'd be looking to move things along. Like you just said that uh, a slip, a fall, anything, you were to go to emerge right away if you had uh, numbing. Uh, you, were on, you were on a pedal and swinging. That could have gone either way. So I can certainly understand you wanting to jump in finding someone who could be there for you. Well, certainly at least give me their opinion like I wanted a consultation mm-hmm. so that you know I, I got uh, an MRI uh, I picked up that I got the information that he would need to uh, like he obviously needed an MRI picture of my neck yeah and so we, you know me and my husband together we drove down there it was the most eerie feeling though once we crossed over the border of uh, Buffalo New York this was like a week before they shut all the borders down like a week wow. or two Talk about timing. So when we crossed over and drove over there, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it was eerie to the sense that you you were quite aware you were in the middle of a pandemic. There was hardly mm-hmm. anybody out on the road. There was hardly anybody walking. Like, it, you know, you felt like you were in a Stephen King movie, right? So, and plus, we're now we're not in our country, right? Yes. So, I don't know. Yeah. Just saying. So, we found, sure. this, yeah. we, we, we found this industrial building. Um, and let's just say it wasn't in the best part of town, but however, <laughs> I would have went anywhere to go see a neurosurgeon at this yeah. point, just so that 
I had to come to terms with it too, Mary, that mm-hmm. Debbie, as much as you want an option, as much as you hope that they can do something else without having to have surgery, because there's no guarantees. My, my nurse, my niece, that's a nurse said De- and Debbie, like if there's any, any way you don't have to get this done, mm-hmm. I would recommend that simply because uh, like any surgery, like anything, there's no, there's no guarantees. Right. Um, so we got to the neurosurgeon in the States office and uh, saw him and he looked at the MRI and uh, he started talking to me after he assessed me and about what he saw in the MRI. And, you know, Mary, it's funny. Um, at that point, I wanted to see it. I, uh-huh. I, it's almost like I needed to visually see what exactly am I dealing with? Like no matter what somebody tells you, if I'm a visual person, it's like, you know, then now this is the second time. Yeah. You got two discs doing this too fresh. I just said to him, listen, can we, can I, can I look at this? Yeah. We went into another room. He showed me, we just, you know, he told me, uh, me and my husband, um, 33,000 us, uh, to get it done. Um, and of course we don't have $40,000 Canadians sitting around. Um, this was right before the pandemic. This, they were starting to, sh- they were shutting down yeah. uh, here, elective surgeries. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. So, uh, anyway, we went, you know, I saw, I understood it had to be done. I had to come to terms with that. Uh, we came back home. Um, the pain was getting really bad. I, I, and I, you know, went to the ER, um, just because I, I, again, I had trauma doll. I was given trauma doll from the doctor. Now that we knew what was going on for the pain, mm-hmm. I was taking mm-hmm. every three to four hours, but it was, it was really progressing now. Like it was getting, like I was I was, you know, getting numbness in my leg and my foot. And, you know, it was like, Oh my God, you know, it's, it's hard to live like that. Right. I would imagine. So, uh, luckily, yeah. Luckily for me, I saw, um, an ER doctor there that uh, did an assessment of me, Mary, and recognized that I needed to be seen as soon as possible. Uh, she sent a request to a neurosurgeon in London, uh, which they got a hold of me once they saw that they, you know, they saw what was going on with me. They got a hold of me within days and um, was told that as soon as elective surgeries open, I will be. I'll be there. Like I'm on, you know, I was like, Oh, I was, I got like, you know, I was, I was so grateful. Let me tell you, like I'm grateful that, okay, I'm not going to have to live my life and worry about uh, not being seen for six months or a year. Right. Because by then I could have got paralyzed. I mean, I knew that I, you know, anyway, so, um, what, unfortunately though, the, (laughs) it took two months, of elective surgeries, this pandemic has affected a lot of, a lot of people in many different ways, Mary. Yeah. And um, I do feel very grateful that I was able to get the surgery May 28th, pretty much as soon as they opened up surgeries. I was called. I was given two days notice. It was probably good that I was. I didn't need a lot of time that, you know yes. what, I had accepted it. Yeah. I was ready mentally. I had to get it done. And mm-hmm. I just went. And my husband, I never thought I'd be dropped off in front of a hospital. Like, you know, that, that in itself. That's uh, terrible. Yes. And I'm laughing because you, know, you would never well, imagine that. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Well, how long no, were you no. in the hospital for? Well, you know, it, it, don't forget with, they've got a shortage of beds because yes. of the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, um, and, uh, yeah, I, 
it, they want you, well, they say two to three days. It depends on your progress. I really wanted to get, I, I'm, I'm a goer, as you yeah. can tell, maybe not, yeah, but yeah. I like no, to, I, I would rather be, you know, I would rather be at home. at home. Yeah, you know, my own bed and my own, yeah. But I don't know so of anybody I, that would want, I don't know of anybody that would want to be in a hospital during these times, unless you absolutely had to. I mean, your, your options, I mean, you were so happy to be there, given your circumstances, but you know, a lot of people didn't go to anywhere near a hospital. So, uh, so you said May 28th. Yes, so here correct. we are just the beginning of August. And uh, of course we're doing this on a zoom call and I can see how great you look. So you have found, you've got a new lease on life. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I would say, um, I thought you would think that it would have been after the car accident uh, that I would have got that within a second, within seconds, your, your life could be taken. Do you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I, I did, I did to some degree understand that, you know, you really don't know. We, none of us know how long we're going to no, be here. We don't. None of us. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so, you know, you you would have thought that I would have really, I, I, I did, but I, not the way that this is, uh, taught me no. Mm -hmm. So what? What's your? What's? I mean, apart from the fact of, I mean, you're talking three years. Three years last month, and you just had your surgery like barely a month before the third anniversary. Um, but one of the things that you know gravitated me towards you was you saying, you know, life is good. Life is worth going move, moving forward with, and I'm not going to put things off anymore. So it has impacted your your future, your philosophy of life. And so what, what aren't you putting off anymore? I'm not putting off anymore. Any, any uh, goals, dreams, um, ridiculously stupid things that I might find uh, very entertaining. Um, I'm not putting off anymore for fear uh, of uh, not being able to do something or, you know, fear of failure or rejection because at the end of the day, you know, we're all here to just enjoy our life to the best of our ability, mm -hmm. um, you know, and look at, you know, I know we all hear it and it sounds so, it really does. I remember, I, I will admit, even before all this happened, I used to think, you know, oh, look at the small things, appreciate, and you know, you mm -hmm. do. But when you do go something, you go through something like this, that uh, you recognize how fortunate and grateful you are for just your health and uh, getting that back. And I'm still working on it. I still can't drive, but I'm getting there another week. I'm, I started physio last week. Awesome. That really, my philosophy is you, you know what? I'm 58 now, Mary. And you know, we all know that we're living longer. We're yeah. living better. We're, yeah. we're, we're eating better. I have a lot uh, of living to do. <laughs> absolutely. And you yourself, you inspire me, Mary. And thank oh, you thank again. You. <laughs> no, you do. You inspire me. I, I want to thank you again for having me on and seeing that uh, we've connected in a, in a, a, a great way that I, and I believe you do connect with people that you kind of share that same philosophy of life that it, we all go through stuff. And yes, some of it's more traumatic. And some of it's loss and some of it's, I mean, you know, I went through a house fire seven years ago. I mean, you know, that's another chapter, but <laughs> you, you, uh, <laughs> you gotta, and again, you got to laugh, like, you, right. You got to laugh. Like, I don't well, mean it to sounds sound terrible to laugh, but, it, but you, know, you, have you, to, yeah. you are somebody who, who kind of provokes that in us because you have that spirit <laughs> of resiliency and you're showing us 
um, you know, that no matter how bad it gets and how long, I mean, gosh, some of us couldn't even stand three months. I mean, I had shingles a year ago, January. I never felt so much pain in my whole life. I certainly understand pain meds, but it sure, certainly didn't go on longer than, you know, what you've had. I mean, it was, in my case, it's kind of like, well, stop your whining. I mean, that's nothing. But, you know, if, if it brings us to the place where we can say, you know, life is good and, you know, we, there, there's more to come. It does get better. You look back, you're looking back now and some of the things you see that you didn't see before, um, you're going to inspire people. Your, your book coming out and sharing, uh, you know, what you've been through and it gives people hope. I mean, I think in this pandemic, personally, I'm kind of got the impression that maybe one of the missing ingredients might've been hope. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. Listen, we're all going through it. I hope that this is changing uh, a lot of people's outlook on living, uh-huh. uh, especially in the middle of this pandemic where we're seeing and hearing and witnessing people dying, uh, all, you know, all over the world and people getting sick from it and having, con- you know, health reoccurring health consequences because of it. Uh-huh. And, you know, if this doesn't wake you up, to tell you that, listen, <laughs> we got today. Yes. Tomorrow's not promised. Yeah. So wake up every day. Uh, appreciate whatever it is that you that brings you joy. Make sure the people that you love, you love them. Like my son, he's twenty three. You know, we all. If you have a son at all, you know what I mean. They don't want you hugging them. Like, like today he was home, and I, you know, I now like we've gotten close. And that's another thing I could share. Me, my husband, and my son have all yeah. gotten close going through this, you know, yes, I fell apart for a while. Yes. I was not myself because I was in pain, but they stood by me and they, and I, I will always be grateful for that. But I also, because of that have now a new appreciation of make every day count. Just life, just getting out of bed in the morning. Well, you know, we all go through stuff. We all have to go, you know, none of us are, you know, not uh, going through something at some point. Yeah, uh, that's living. That's just life. You're going to go through stuff. But I think your attitude and your desire to really live the life that you were meant to live—that's mm-hmm. that's what it's all about. I think that's that's what I've learned. If I've learned anything, don't put off anymore. Get out there. I'm finishing my book as we speak, Mary. Awesome. And and, and you know, I started this. I nine can't years wait. Ago. I can't wait for you to call me and tell me that it's ready. Oh, but I, I want to share with our listeners uh, a post that you put on your on your Facebook page. Um, and Debbie, in a minute, you'll get a chance to tell people where to find you because you've got a lot of really great um, attitudes and and chutzpah to to share with people. People need to hear that. People really need to hear that because they think nothing's going to happen to them and they can wait. So you wrote on, you put posted this, life is not about negative circumstances that happen to you. It's about you, what you do with the golden opportunities. And that's exactly what you're talking about is all that you've been through. You don't sound bitter. You're not angry. You're not, uh, you haven't once said anything derogatory about the person that, uh, caused the accident, but you have chosen to look at this as golden opportunities for you to um, understand that, you know, sometimes life gives you bad things, but it's brought you closer together with your loved ones, your family. You're not going to put things off. You're 
realtor business is is there ready to rock and roll and the people that love you are still there and that's really the most important thing in the long run that's all we have isn't it is each other uh absolutely i don't to me it doesn't matter what you do what what's what you do for a living uh how much money you have what you don't have um especially you know i just hope it's better i hope and you're right. And thank you for saying that as far as Debbie, you're inspirational with your attitude and your outlook. And I really value that. Thank you so much, Murray, for saying that, that if, if people don't get that living to your fullest every day, mm-hmm. it's so important by now. And I'm not just talking the pandemic, but the pandemic should be an opening for that. Yeah. And you should, and people should really start looking at, you know, if you're not happy, change it. Yes. If you're not, if you need to, if you need, if you want to try something, what are you afraid of? Like, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Wait till you die? Well, when you die, you can't do it anymore. That's and who right. knows how, how long do we have our health for? Yeah. If I've learned anything through this, man, I used to, I'm a goer. I don't know if yep. you could tell, but I'm a goer. <laughs> you sound like it. <laughs> and you know, you know, so, so this was hard for me to stay home for the last five, six months and yeah. wait for surgery and then have the surgery and come home and then, you know, couldn't even lay in bed and they're ordered. I think the neighbors thought I died. They, you know, my husband ordered, you can rent a bed, like you can rent a hospital bed, believe it or not. And so it was, it came and got delivered. It was installed downstairs. Two days later, I thought, I can't, oh man, I just, I can't do this. I felt like I was sleeping in a cave. Like, so (laughs) what I'm saying, and you're right, and you, you live this way. This is your model of life too, (laughs) God bless you, because you know what? We need more of yous, more of me's, I guess, more people to faith. Let's just try to enjoy life and don't be afraid. If I can share anything, if I can get through this, if I can go to the hospital not knowing what was going to happen, get through this by myself. I mean, it was a five and a half hour operate surgery. Like, you know, I'd never been for surgery in my life. I had my tonsils out when I was seven. So if I, and believe me, I, people go through worse things than this. I, this is not a comparison by any means, but wake up today before yeah. you don't have a tomorrow. Anymore. Right. Until you can't. Yeah. Until you can't. You know, I've tried to say to people to do what you can as long as you can, while you can, because maybe you yeah. can't, like I can't do a marathon, but I couldn't do a marathon when I was 20. So that's no surprise, but you know, I can't do a marathon, but I, I, I bought a bike. I'm going out bike to do the bicycling. Um, I can walk most people can walk, even if it's just a little bit to get off the couch, get out of the house, do something. I love the fact that you volunteer, Debbie. I think that's fabulous. I love people to take what they know, what they've experienced and share it with others. And I wish for you that you will look at where you've been, what you've learned and your outlook and, and share that. And I really appreciate you coming on the show because it needs to be shared. So um, I can't, I'm not going to say don't be a mouse because I can't for a minute imagine you being a mouse, but make sure that you're out and about and, and take the opportunity just to share your story and let people know that like, the possibility was there that you might have not recovered enough to be as mobile as you are. So that could be for any of us at any time. I mean, you certainly were out for a great vacation with your niece and, and, you know, grand niece. Uh, No one knows, like you said. So 
up until that point, we do everything we can while we can. And so spread your message, Deb. I can't wait for your book. I'd like you to tell people where they can find you. Like I know you're on Facebook and LinkedIn. How do they actually find you? Spell your name for us. Oh, thanks, Mary. Uh, it's Debbie, uh, D-E-B-B-I-E, and last name's Payne, a good one. It's P-A-Y-N-E. And uh, obviously being a, uh, I'm a Remax agent, uh, have been for years and years, and I am getting back to my business in three good. weeks, right? I can't wait. I, I really do miss my clients. I've been away for a year, Mary. I feel like I'm a new, I'm a, I'm a newbie again. <laughs> and you do, right? But uh, anybody wants to get a feel uh, of what I'm about, uh, please visit my website. It's relocate to sarnia.com. And uh, thank you so, so much again, Mary. It's been a blessing to meet you. And I've really enjoyed uh, sharing this uh, with you and, oh. and for everybody else that's that's listening. Thank well, you. I appreciate you taking the time, Debbie, and I wish you all the very best. And, uh, you know, sorry, it's not a bad haunt for me. And I'm going to be heading down that way when I start my trip next year. But I'm not going to wait till next year because we, you and I are not putting things off. So uh, when, uh, you know, when the when the availability happens, you'll be driving. I'll be driving. Even if we meet halfway in the middle, we'll get together and uh, got, do a it's virtual a date. <laughs> All it's right. a date. Okay. It's a date. Well, um, Again, I'm Mary McCartney, and this has been Debbie Payne, the P-A-Y-N-E. And thank you so much, Debbie, for sharing your story. This has been Don't Die Before You're Dead. Until next time, dare to live the life you were meant to live. <laughs>